G'day guys, thanks for joining me uh, for another episode of the AMA podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. I'm Adam King, uh, jump over, find me on Twitter at AdamKing91, uh, check out all, all of our content, uh, www.fbibasketball.com. So just firing out a quick um, mailbag AMA show, managed to get about 30 minutes uh, before I need to head back out with the kids. So uh, a few questions came in on Discord. I pulled one from something I put in there yesterday as well. Um, so I'll go through those ones quickly. And then, yeah, I mean, we're probably not going to get a ton of people watching this live because it was pretty short notice. So, um, yeah, if you are watching, though, throw your question in there and I will uh, do my best to get to that. Uh, so some of these are pretty quick. Do we have to wait for Indiana, uh, LA, Utah trades, or can we finish our rankings list? Uh, oh, look, I, I think we need to move forward at this point. Um, we know Westbrook might be getting traded. We know uh, Utah could be moving off of um, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, Conley, those guys. Look, it really depends where you are in terms of um, your drafts. If your if your drafts are coming up, then I guess you just need to move forward with what we've got at the moment for rankings, uh, and and hope for the best. Um, especially we've got uh, our draft only leagues. Uh, we've got a few more about to launch, I think, but then they're done, and we'll be moving into redraft leagues. And I've actually got a couple of redraft leagues uh, tr- drafting in the next week, so. We are about a month out now from games. Um, preseason starts in 10 days or something like that, I think, or training camp or I don't know, something that we're, we're getting close. So, um, yeah, look, I think if, you, if, we, if you're close enough with your draft, um, just go ahead with, with what we've got at the moment in terms of rankings. Uh, looking at the, the signing that happened this morning, uh, Dennis Schroeder signed with the Lakers again. Uh, does he have any value in 12-team leagues? Um, short answer is no, at least not at, at this point. Um, this, I guess this links in a little bit to the that previous question with the Lakers' um, trades. If, if Westbrook does get moved, then maybe Schroeder comes into consideration as a backup um, uh, or a, a really deep league guy. But I think at the moment, uh, it's Pat Beverly and, and Westbrook are the two that are going to get uh, the bulk of the minutes. And, I mean, we've seen Schroeder in 26, 28-minute roles previously, and he hasn't been a top 150 player. So it does come down a little bit to um, stats and what you're looking for. He'll, he'll score. He'll get some assists. But outside of that, doesn't do much. So, um, yeah, for me, I'm not sort of making too many adjustments on that one. How do draft-only leagues change your draft strategy uh, and then all flex positions? So this one is relevant because we're about to uh, launch uh, a few draft-only leagues. Where So this was just an idea that I came up with, B-Dub, um, about mixing it up a bit and running some draft-only leagues uh, where we have all, every position on the roster is a flex position. So in terms of how this changes my draft stat- strategy, uh, in head-to-head, I think I think you have to punt, um, or, or it's you're you're a better chance, I think, of being successful if you do punt because normally, obviously, some people punt, some don't. Um, now you could theoretically you could draft fourteen point guards if you wanted to, um, so punting will be easier. 
because you don't need to chase out of position stats. Uh, if you're just looking, if you're looking at guard stats, you just draft guards. If you're looking at big stats, you just draft bigs. So I think if you're in a head-to-head league, um, you probably need to punt. I know I'll be punting pretty hard. Uh, if it's a roto format with with all flex positions, um, I, I'm still not against punting in roto, but generally you would only punt one category, maybe two. Um, but it, it is you do need a little bit more of a balanced attack. Um, so it doesn't change my strategy too much, uh, although out, getting out of position stats could could actually be pretty key in a, in a roto format because you'll get guys reaching and, and taking centers earlier, and that, that sort of thing. So if you can get guards that get rebounds or uh, big men that get assists, um, I think that will help even more. Um, now this one was in the uh, in the general. Uh, Discord channel, I think, uh, where I was just looking for suggestions for what I could do um, on podcasts over the next few weeks. And this one was interesting. So looking at punting versus balance team approach when, and then considering sort of your standard leagues, 12 team and deeper formats, so 20 or even 30 team. Um, that Just that part of the question, I think the the deeper your league, the the more you have to punt, and the the deeper the league, punting actually gets easier, uh, and I think more beneficial in terms of so your your deeper league guys, so players that are sort of outside the top 130, 150, a lot of them will be good at maybe one category, um, and they'll have a few flaws, so. Uh, someone like um, uh, Jose Alvarado for the for the Pels, uh, really good at steals, decent at assists, doesn't really help you anywhere else, and will actually drag you down by having him as an active roster member. But I think if you're in a thirty-team league and you're punting, um, he's I don't know, he's maybe going to be a top one hundred and sixty player or top one hundred and eighty player. If you're punting, say rebounds and blocks. Uh, and if you're like me and you're punting even more categories like field goal percentage, he he could actually move in to be sort of a top 80 player in a build like that. So I think you can actually extract a lot more value from those deep league players in when you're in 20 team leagues or or even 16 um, 16 team leagues, because in, in theory then if if you've got a 16 team league with 12 roster spots, you're looking at about 190 players. So some of those guys in the in the back end will actually uh, could could make a difference in terms of um, the outcome of your season. So deeper leagues, I would definitely be punting. Um, twelve league, twelve team leagues, it's sort of up to you. Um, having a look at when the ideal point to decide on a punt, uh, I, I tend not to go into a draft with a preconceived idea of what I'm going to punt, although. I might have a, I might have a path to to sort of which way I'm going to go. That could change though, based on my second round pick. So say, in your in the first round, um, I've been getting Luka Doncic a lot. Uh, if I'm getting him, I'm probably looking at punting steals potentially, uh, because he's a guard that doesn't get steals. Uh, blocks, he doesn't really get blocks. But you wouldn't want to be punting rebounds, for instance, because he's a very good rebounder from the guard position. So he's actually um, the opposite. You would want to be targeting rebounds if you get a player like Doncic. Uh, 
whereas if you were to get, um, oh, say, who else have we got in that top bit? I don't know, Steph Curry, you're probably looking at punting your big man stats. But if you if the second round comes, uh, sort of your, your position comes around in the second round and there might be a player there that you weren't expecting, don't just overlook that player because you're sort of locked into this early punt. So I really don't sort of decide fully until probably after the third round, which way I'm going to go with a punt. Uh, and as I've said, I'm okay punting. If you're in a nine category league, I punt four categories often. I wouldn't recommend doing it. it it's pretty tricky to do. Um, and it often means that you aren't going to finish top of your standings because you're only winning five, four, maybe six, three. So you'll finish sort of midfield. And it does mean you you need to be really good at those five categories. It doesn't give you a lot of room for error. Um, I just like challenging myself and doing that um, a bit. So now onto some questions that have actually come in, which is good. Uh, doing my first draft only league, twelve team head to head nine cap or flex. Yeah, I'm in one of those. Um, how does your strategy change? Yeah, like I said, I, I did sort of touch on this with. In these all flex leagues, I I would recommend punting only because you don't have to take into consideration um, if you're going sort of a guard-heavy punt where you're looking at assists and steals and threes, points, free throw percentage. There's your, sort of your five categories that are typically associated with guards. If you're going down that path, you don't have to sort of have in the back of your mind, well, I need to draft a centre at some point or I need to get forwards because... You simply don't need to. As I said, if you want to draft 12 guards, 14 guards, however deep the roster is, you can do that. Uh, and it, it means it, it's going to be interesting. And the reason I wanted to do this format was because I actually think that ADPs won't mean as much because if if people are, are sort of employing different punt strategies, you're going to have guys that are maybe the 80th or, or 90th um, rank player in terms of ADP, but if it's someone like um, Brandon Clark, I think he's going around 90 from memory, but if you're punting assists, uh, threes and points, Brandon Clark probably comes up to be a top 50 player. So I think you're going to find players going off the board quite early um, in relation to their ADP. So it, it is going to be interesting, but all I would really be changing is is that I would almost have to punt, I think. Uh, who's the player you're highest on that you think will smash his ADP this year by 20 to 30 spots? So I did a, a video yesterday on sleepers and value picks. Uh, trying to think back who I had on there now. Devin Vassell, I mean, I've, I've made it pretty clear that I'm high on him. Uh, he's going around 90, I think, from memory. Uh, let me just bring up the list of names that I uh, that I had yesterday. Uh, where are we? No, this one. Uh, so Devin Vassell, I know, was on that uh, on that list. Um, here we go. So yeah, Vassell's going at eighty four. I said I think he could be a top fifty player. Um, Obviously, the deeper you get into drafts is when you're going to find those guys that can beat their ADP by two to three rounds. It's it's, it's unlikely or, or not as likely in uh, in the early rounds. Um, 
Mikhail Bridges is another one. Uh, I think he he was going at 78. It should be a top 60, top 50 player based on what we've seen. Nothing much changes for him. Um, PJ Washington, another guy that I like. He he was a bit of a letdown last season, but I like him this season. Um, he's going at 93 at the moment, and I think if he starts and plays 32, 33 minutes a game, uh, he could be a top 70, top 65 player. A uh, couple of the higher guys, if we look at John Collins is going at 75. I don't mind him there. Uh, another one similar to Mikhail Bridges, who should be sort of top 60, top 50. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is an obvious one, uh, but the injury uh, concern is obviously there with him, unlike a few of these other players. Um, he's going at 79, and, and last season he was being drafted in the second round. So he has upside to, to put up a top 30 season. Um, but there is that element of risk given the back injury and, and the fact that it wasn't the first time. Uh, who are some ideal end of second round guys to take this this year? Yeah, look, it's it's tricky at the end of the second round. Um, the whole second round actually is 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 not it's not really clear uh, in terms of who we need to be taking. Um, and it depends who falls. So, I mean, if you're looking at, uh, at the second round, if you can get someone like a Paul George late, um, I'm just going to bring up ADPs here so I can give you an idea just in relation to fan tracks um, ADPs because that's where we run all of our leagues. Um, so Paul George, is his ADP on fan tracks is 28. So he, he, but he should be going earlier than that. He should be going top 20. Um DeJounte Murray is sort of a guy that I was off and then I'm, I'm back on a little bit and I don't mind him getting getting him at the back end of the second round. Um, those guys like Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, they're probably going to go a bit earlier than that. But if, if they are slept on in your league, uh, I'd be targeting them if you've picked up someone fairly solid in the first round like, like Giannis or, or Jokic um, or Tatum, something like that. Uh, I, I, I'm not on Garland. Um, I wouldn't be targeting him. Um, Lillard, probably not going to fall that far, but, but he's another one. If he, if for some reason he does fall, be targeting him. Um, it, it really, I mean, it comes down to your, uh, your strategy as well. If you're punting, if it's roto, if it's head to head, if it's points, um, I would generally, as I said, I'd be punting, um, so in the draft that I'm in now, which is one of those all flex drafts, and I need to make my pick because I know I'm on the clock, uh, I'm pick one, so I'll be taking Jokic. And and this is the first time I've actually been able to take him ever. Uh, so pretty excited to get him on my team. Uh, and it's a roto format. So what I'm going to be looking at uh, with my second round pick at, at the back end of the second pick, uh, second round there is going to be probably uh, either chase getting some blocks um, because Jokic isn't particularly good in blocks um, and and potentially threes. They're probably the two categories I'd need to, to just shore up a little bit. Uh, and, and so if I was going for blocks, I'd, I'd be okay taking Gobert there if, if he's falling a bit. Um, does hurt you in points, but um, basically locks up blocks for you. Uh, and then if I'm looking for, for threes, um, oh, I mean, you, you can choose from any number of players there. Um, 
Donovan Mitchell might be available probably a little bit early. Uh, Paul George, as I said, would be a, a guy I'd be targeting there if he's available. Um, where are we? Next question. Through some seriously aggressive, aggressive trading last year, I've ended up with five picks for round four. Right. Uh, okay. So round four. Again, looking at the based on ADP, some of the numbers here. Look, there, a few guys here actually. If you're pretty, oh, I mean, I'm not sure whether you've got picks in the first three rounds or whether I've been in drafts where you have nothing up to round four and then you get a multiple picks. Um, if you haven't uh, got any picks prior to round four, then you probably you, you you're going to have to punt. Um, if it was a head-to-head league, wasn't it? Oh, it doesn't say. So if it's a head-to-head league, you're going to have to punt probably because you've missed out on um, those top guys. So you're actually in a really nice position to be able to punt. I was in a league similar to this last year and, and ended up uh, winning the league, or I at least made the final. Um, and... It was, it was something similar to this. So I think I had two round three picks and three round four picks or something and no, nothing in round one or two. Um, yeah, I feel like you have to punt. So you could you could grab guys like, um, I don't know, you could go Chris Middleton, um, Darren Fox, Terry Rozier, Kay, I don't know, Kay's going to go before that, Drew Holiday. Um, you're probably going to have to punt points because beyond sort of your, your second, third round players, it's pretty hard to get points. Uh, so you'd be, yeah, you'd be punting that um, and, and then seeing who's available. But I would group like players together um, and actually go a pretty hard punt. So 12 team, 12 team head-to-head 10 category. Well, I wonder what the 10th category is. Uh, yeah, so I would be punting hard if you haven't got any picks. Um is it okay to ask trade-specific questions? Yeah, look, if you've got a trade-specific question, far away. Um, Nine-cat Roto. Wow, big trade. Uh, Giannis, Jamal Murray, Trent Jr. Or Halliburton, Chris Paul, Miles Turner. Mm. If this is a just a redraft league, so, so not dynasty, not a keeper league, anything like that. Hmm. Uh, Giannis is obviously the best player there, um, but he he actually doesn't fit too well, although it's, uh, it's Roto. He's not a great fit with Jamal Murray and, and Gary Trent because they're both solid free-throw shooters. Um, if you look at the the, uh, the pairing or the grouping of Halliburton, Chris Paul and Miles Turner, um, yeah, I mean, Turner's going to get you the, those blocks. He will hit some threes. Uh, so none... Those neither or none of those three are, are huge um, perimeter scorers, but will all get you some three pointers. Um, your assists are locked in there, your steals are locked in there, blocks are locked in, um, rebounds not super great, uh, points not super great either. So uh, yeah, if it's if it's a trade, I mean, you'd have to have a look at the rest of your roster. Generally, you want to go best player, so that that would be Giannis. Um, but in saying that, Halliburton, Chris Paul, and Miles Turner, in theory, could all be top thirty players. Whereas I think Giannis is the only top thirty player in that second bunch. Trent could be more like top eighty, um, 
and, and Jamal Murray could be top 40 by the end of the season, um, but could take a little while to ramp up. So, so I actually don't mind the Halliburton, Chris Paul, Miles Turner trio there. Uh, notice that Kawhi has been falling in mock drafts uh, in some instance to the end of the third, early fourth. Any reason? Look, I think it's just the injury thing. Um, people are hesitant to draft him, but I'm not as... Look, if, if you can get him in, in early third, um, uh, end of the third, early fourth, I'd be jumping on that absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think per game he'll be a first-round player. Um He's probably only going to play 60 games, but I think even in 60 games, he's probably a top 20 guy. Um, so if you can get him in the in the third, sort of late in the third or early in the fourth, that's around 35 to 40. Uh, it's a no-brainer there. Um, and you have to remember that his injury was... It wasn't last season. It was the season before. So he's actually had... Um, or what, 15, 16 months to recover from from what was a partially torn ACL, which still requires ACL surgery and, and the same as a uh, as a full tear. But given he's had so long to recover, I'm not too concerned. Uh, for the draft only leagues, are you avoiding injury? Look, I'm not avoiding them, but I'm avoiding multiple guys. So I wouldn't... Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't be drafting, say, um, KD, Kawhi, and Kyrie um, because you, as we, I mean, with draft only leagues, you can't you can't touch your roster, so it, it's it's a little risky. So I'm, I'm okay with drafting one of those guys, um, but just with the the fact that the, those top players like um, Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, um, they're they're so far ahead. So the difference between, say, a top six player or top five player um, to someone in the third round is huge, whereas the difference from third round to sixth round is is not a lot. And and subsequently from, like, your sixth round to your twelfth round is not huge. So I wouldn't take too many risks with your top players. You're okay to get, to, to get one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not avoiding them. I'm just not bunching them together. Uh, and we might go, yeah, we'll go another one um, before I run off to do dad stuff. I have Kawhi and Jared Allen as my keepers. Oh, this is in relation to that earlier question. Okay, so I have Kawhi and Jared Allen as my keepers. First two rounds are locked for keepers. And then I have two picks in round three, five in round four. Yeah, wow, that's Okay, so Kawhi, um, Jared Allen, interesting pairing uh, there. I'd probably just off the top of my head, if it's, I think it was head to head, it was head to head. Uh, I'd probably be punting assists. Um, that would be the, yeah, I mean, assists. Um, Kawhi, I mean, yeah, he's not going to be as good as he was in steals say three four years ago still solid um but assists would definitely be a route i'd be going there and then if you've got two picks in round three five in round four um if you if you only want to punt one category it, it depends how comfortable you are punting but if you only want to punt assists then you probably need to get uh, a blocks guy so maybe you can get go bear although he might be a keeper or not available in round three um but even a miles turner wouldn't be a bad target there 
to just to shore up those blocks. I mean, Allen is is a decent shot blocker, but he's not elite like Gobert. Um, and points is probably, as I said, something that you might need to punt as well. Jared Allen is not a big scorer. Kawhi, he will score, but he's not going to be a 30-point scorer or anything like that. So uh, points and assists might be something you want to look at uh, there and just base base your targets around that. Uh, how much do you avoid drafting players with less games played during the final weeks? League ends March 26th. Clippers only play eight games. Over. Yeah, look, I uh, I mean, it's something to consider. I don't look too hard at the schedule um, because, I mean, you've got to get to that end of the season by by winning and that sort of thing. So, I mean, if you were to say you were to avoid drafting PG and Kawhi, but come the end of the season, you're not competing or you've had some some bad weeks because you avoided them and then you're not even in the running, um, then what was the point? Uh, so so I would rather sort of uh, act and then think later, um, which goes against, I guess, some people's philosophy. But I honestly, I haven't even looked at the schedule this season. Um, I'm, I'm more about just getting getting a good team together and then hoping that um, you've done enough that come that that last few weeks of the season, um, you're okay. You're in a position where even if you did have, say, Paul George and he's only playing eight games, you're high enough in the standings that it, it doesn't make a massive difference. And look, come that end of the season, teams are resting players, uh, that sort of thing. So yes, they only play eight games and you might draft someone instead of Paul George who plays 10 games but they may have a couple of back-to-backs in there and they they end up resting or something like that. So I wouldn't put too much emphasis uh, on on that. And what's your view on you in drafting someone who's undervalued at ADP versus someone who's at value but fits your build? Who would you prefer? Uh, Look, uh, depends depends on format and that sort of thing, obviously. I tend to go for um, who fits my build, uh, especially as you get deeper and deeper into drafts. So from about round four or five onwards, um, I would target those players that fit my build, especially if you're punting. Um, and if you are if you are punting, then those players that you're going to draft would generally be value anyway, because you'll be targeting someone whose ADP might be, maybe it's pick 70, but in your build, they're, they're a top 50 player. Um, so you, you're often going to be getting value there anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to go for for who fits my build, um, which then also means you, you can get players that, that other, other managers might not uh, have their eye on at that point, um, even if it does feel like you're reaching a little bit. So uh, like with... Um, I don't know, someone who's a... Oh, let's have a look at the ADPs here. So if you're looking at getting... Say you're looking at uh, punting blocks and uh, blocks and field goal percentage, and that's probably not a good idea. Um, yeah, I can't come up with one off the top of my head. But you, you might end up sort of uh, appearing to reach for a player when actually in your build they, they fit. So uh, for me, it's, it's about build. Um, unless you know that there's a player 
if you know the the uh, managers in your league quite well and, and trading is something that's done often um, and you're it, it's it's something that you're willing to do then you can also always grab someone uh, you might know that there's another manager that's really targeting this player who has someone on their team that you want so keeping an eye on other rosters as you're drafting uh, is important because you might be able to pick up this guy, even though he doesn't fit your build, and then give him a week and he, he might be really good and then you can trade him away for two players or or someone that um, that, that other manager has that you really want. Uh, Favourite last round nine category sleeper player. So last round, so we're, yeah, we're looking at sort of... If it's a standard league, um, around 150. Uh, yeah, look, there's a few guys there that I don't mind. And it does depend if if you're looking at pure upside or, or just locking in a few categories because you, you have got guys like Will Barton, uh, Norm Powell. Who else is going in that range? Um, yeah, not Batum. Uh, Thomas Bryant, uh, Derek White. Dylan Brooks, those guys are all sort of going towards the back end. I wouldn't be... There's no upside with those guys. Um, So if if you're not looking for upside, if you're just looking to shore up a couple of categories, they they might be worthwhile targets. If you're looking at last round guys that... um, That not working. If you're looking at last round guys, Isaiah Livers, um, I like him. Tari Eason is a guy that I've picked up in a couple of leagues. Uh, not sure exactly what he's going to look like to open the season, but we've seen the Rockets before um, last season, season before, that they're more than okay uh, giving these guys the keys later in the season. Um, My computer's frozen. I don't know whether the recording has frozen. Let me just see if I can get back onto the tab. No, it's not liking this at all. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're back. Um, Yeah, look, hopefully that didn't mess things up too much. Uh, Yeah, so Livers, um, Tari Eason is another one that I like. Um, you, you're sort of looking at guys that, that could step into a larger role later in the season because initially out of the gates, we pretty much know what minutes are going to look like. James Wiseman is another player that um, that could certainly step into a larger role uh, at some point. Um, so you want to sort of focus on players on those teams where... Uh, <laughs> uh, where um, yeah, so last two months, they're probably going to sort of change up their rotations, maybe ship out some of their veterans. Uh, they're, they're the guys that I'd be targeting. Locked on fantasy basketball. That could be Josh uh, having a look. Why am I so tall? Uh, I'm, well, why am I so tall? My family, I guess. I'm the shortest in my family. Um, so I'm about six foot six. Uh, my brother's about six foot eight i think and my dad's about six foot eight as well uh, i've got a cousin that's seven foot two um, my mum's six foot one um, so that's why i'm tall uh, although interestingly enough my dad's dad so my pop uh was five foot i don't know six or something not tall at all so my dad is sort of the outlier in his family um 
and then and then gave it all you know, gave it all to us. Um, have I chatted about Schroeder? Yes, I did. Uh, draftable? No, I'm not drafting Schroeder. Um, if Westbrook goes, maybe um, you could consider him with a last pick, but I, I don't see much upside there. He has been really good at, at Eurobasket, but um, we've seen him in a 28-minute role um, where he hasn't been draftable or 12-team worthy. So uh, can I dunk? I could before I... Uh, tore my ACL in February. So prior to that, yes, I could. Uh, whether I will be able to again, still undecided. Um, I'm about, uh, what are we? I'm about five months since I had my ACL surgery and I'm, I'm back running, um, not very well, but I'm running, uh, walking, doing most things. So um, oop, correct answer. Thank you, Josh. If it is, I'm assuming it's Josh. Um, it's most ex memorable experience. Uh, oh, look, winning a league is always nice, especially when it's with friends, um, rubbing it in and, and, and basking. And, and if you're in a league that has a trophy or some sort of a prize, that's always nice as well. Um, I did have the first season, I think I played first or second season. I remember it was a double-double uh, league. So we had double-doubles as a category. And I didn't know too much about fantasy when th this was 10, 11 years ago or something. And I remember I traded Brandon Jennings and I got David Lee um, in a trade. And I, I don't know why that trade sticks in my head, but I do remember that that year in our league, David Lee ended up being a first-round player, I think. Um because of double doubles and that's when he was probably with the Warriors. Uh, so I, I do remember that trade um, and that I ended up winning, I think, or winning or coming second. And then something else I remember um, was in a league again early on, uh, it was a keeper league and I think my keeper, so oh, the, the, the way the league works is we get one keeper one year and then the next year you have two, next year you have three then it resets and my keeper was Anthony Davis and, and this was back when he was playing with the Pels and he was, he was a bit of an injury risk, but it was around that time when he was reasonably healthy. Uh, and I ended up, I had him as my keeper and then I managed to draft Carl Anthony Towns in the next season. It, it was his rookie season, I'm pretty sure. And he ended up again in our league, which was a double, double league. Uh, he ended up being, I think a first round player potentially. So I was able to build around those two guys and ended up winning the league um, pretty comfortably that year, which was good. So uh, look, that's going to do it for today. It is Josh. Very nice. Nice to know Josh is watching. Uh, I've got to head off now. I take my son to the zoo, take my daughter to the movies, do all the dad stuff. Um, we'll probably be firing out more of these as the season ramps up. Uh, we'll be doing maybe one or two a week. Um, remember, you can go up, check out all of our content, uh, including access to the Discord server, which is growing. I think we're at 1.75 thousand people in there. So, uh, and as I said, we're, our draft only leagues are about to wrap up. I think we're, we're about to launch a few more, um, which actually relate to Josh a little bit um, in that, they will be seven category leagues. So we'll be doing 
uh, no percentage or getting rid of field goal percentage, free throw percentage and turnovers and replacing those with true shooting percentage. Um, just a, again, as a bit of an experiment. So we'll be launching those, I think, in the next few days. B-Dub does that, so I'll leave all that to him. Uh, and then the redraft leagues will be kicking off. Uh, hoping to do one of these with uh, Matt Lawson at some point in the next few weeks. I know he's really busy and, and aligning our, our time zones is a bit tricky. Um, but yeah, jump over into Discord and uh, and our website, fbibasketball.com. Follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, give us a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, we are building slowly, which is nice. Uh, until next time, catch up.